All right, here you go. One out opportunity to get the QR code for the notes. If you're here, you've got physical notes, so. So we are talking about the victory of Jesus, the defeat of Satan, and the victory of the saints. We have victory in the blood of the Lamb, bearing testimony of his walk in our lives. Who's the Lamb? Jesus is the Lamb, okay? That's a, he's a symbol, okay? So this is the first of seven signs seen in heaven. The first of seven signs seen in heaven. It's a vision of salvation history and its coming future. So Revelation 12, 1 through 6 is an overview for the, the sign, uh, this first sign. Revelation 12, 7 through 17 expands on the overview. There is good news, church. Good news, Jesus wins. We win through his work on the cross, and Satan is defeated. Good, good news. So we have victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me, and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Victory in Jesus. So Revelation 12, 1, 1 through 2 and a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains in the agony of giving birth. What is the Old Testament background for the sun, the moon, and the stars surrounding this woman? Well, Genesis 37, 9 through 11 says, Then Joseph dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have had a dream, uh, dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves down to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. And then Song of Solomon 6.10, uh, here Solomon's queen is representing Israel. It says, who is this who looks down like the dawn, beautiful as the moon, bright as the sun, awesome as an army with banners? So the sun and the moon here represent Israel. The 12 stars represent the 12 tribes of Israel. So who is this woman? There are four interpretations as to the identity of this woman. So, boys, when it is like that, that means you get to write it down on your paper. And it should have a blank spot. Yep. Oh, you are just on top of it. Do you see what I'm talking about? So when it says the Catholic interpretation is that this woman is Mary. Yeah, there you go. This is based on the fact that the woman is giving birth to the Messiah. It runs into trouble, however, when the woman flees to the wilderness to be sustained by God for three and a half years. 
there is no record of Mary doing that, nor would it fit with the sequence of the vision. The idealist interpretation is that the woman is Israel who is being equated with the church, thus incorporating the people of God before and after Christ's first coming, and God protects and cares for his church. Now, the third one, the preterist interpretation, is the woman is Israel who gives birth to the Messiah, and then in 66 A.D., the Jerusalem church, representing believing Israel, flees to Pella, a city in the Decapolis, until the Roman campaign is over. The fourth is the futurist interpretation, and it is that the woman is Israel, who gives birth to the Messiah. Israel then, at the last half of Daniel's 70th week, flees the Antichrist and is saved by God to be cared for in the desert by him for three and a half years. What's up? It's okay. There you go. You got to figure it out. So God takes care of his people. He takes care of his own. We have victory in Jesus. Amen. What's the significance of her being pregnant and in labor? Well, it is the birth of the Messiah under the oppression of Rome. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is born. Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah, so right here, it is the, right here, we're just going to write Messiah. It's on the board right now. Nope, this one right here. Jesus is born. We have victory in Jesus. Revelation 12, 3 through 4 says, And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads seven diadems. Diadems is crowns of ruling. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven, and cast them to the earth. And a dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. So what are the Old Testament passages for this dragon's character? In verse 9, he clearly is identified as Satan. So there are two Old Testament passages John is drawing from. For the dragon imagery... He's drawing from Job 41. So the answer that you want to write in there is dragon, right? Right before him. You got it? Okay. He's drawing from Job 41, Psalm 7411, Isaiah 27, 1. The imagery of the Leviathan, who is king over all the sons of pride. 
For the ten horns, he's drawing from Daniel chapter 7, specifically verse 7, 20, and 24. Good. Revelation 12, 4 is where the idea that a third of the angels fell with Satan. That's where the idea comes from. Other scholars argue that these stars do not represent fallen angels, but angels who represent persecuted saints. This view is supported by Daniel chapter 8, verse 10, and Daniel 12, 3. I don't have time to read all these references. I encourage you to look over them on your own time. But Satan is determined to destroy the Messiah, Jesus. He is lying in wait to devour the Messiah. The first attempt to destroy Jesus was through his puppet, Herod the Great. Oh, Herod, actually not the Great, but Herod. He ordered all the boys to be killed under two years of age. And that's Matthew 2, 16. He ordered all in Bethlehem, all the boys under two years of age, trying to kill Jesus. The second attempt to destroy Jesus was his temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. He tried to get Jesus to destroy himself and, and to worship him instead of God. And Jesus said, I will only worship God, right? And then the last attempt, on the third attempt, he thought he had succeeded. Satan thought he had it. For he was allowed to crucify the Lord of glory. He was allowed to orchestrate the death of Jesus. And he thought he had won because he had killed God. But he didn't win. For it is Christ's death which became the gateway to life for all. The gateway to life for all. For he did not stay dead. Jesus is not dead, but he rose again on the third day, conquering the devil and death. And in Jesus, we have life, and that life is abundant. Did you get gateway? Okay. We have victory in Jesus, my Savior forever, who sought us and bought us with his redeeming blood. Revelation 12, 5 says, She gave birth, Israel gave birth to the male child, one who is to rule all the nations with the rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God, to his throne. Psalm 2, 7 through 9 says, I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have begotten you ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with the rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Jesus was born, Emmanuel, God with us, tempted and tried like us, but without sin. Therefore, he is able to sympathize with all weaknesses. He's able to relate to you and me, and he's not surprised when you mess up, and he's not mad when you mess up. He forgives you. He loves you. He accepts you, and he is changing you into the son and the daughter that he wants you to be, for you are his masterpiece, and he is working 
in you, sympathizing with you. And Jesus right now is currently at the right hand of God. He's ascended to God. He's at the right hand of God talking to God about us. He's interceding, intercession for you and for me, saying, hey, look at him. Look how good he's doing. Look, I've paid the price for his sin. He is innocent because I died for him, and he believes in me, interceding for us. So Jesus' rule is here. He's ruling in my heart. He's ruling in your heart. If you've confessed Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved and he is ruling. And he is ruling in this world and, and limiting Satan in the work that he does. But he is coming. And, and until he comes, we are his ambassadors of reconciliation through, the vict- through his victory until he comes ambassadors of reconciliation. So let us live in the victory of Jesus, which he bought with his blood. Revelation 12, 6 and says, the woman fled into the wilderness where she was pre- has a place prepared by God in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. Church, God is a promise keeper. He keeps his promises. He cares for his own. He's prepared a place for Israel, and he's going to take care of Israel. Israel right now is at war, but God is the keeper of Israel, and he will take care of Israel. He will preserve her through the last half of the tribulation period. Did you lose? You good? Okay tribulation period. Our victory is in Jesus. As he is faithful to Israel, he is faithful to us. He will use all things for our eternal good and his glory. Our victory is in Jesus, my Savior, our Savior forever. He bought us and he loves us, right? Victory, church. Victory is in Jesus. It's not in my own bootstraps. It's not in my own way of just coming together. It is in Jesus. Now, Revelation 12, 7 through 9, we're moving into the interpretation of 1 through 6. It says, Revelation 12, 7 through 9, Now a war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he, the dragon, was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down. That ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. For a study on Satan being thrown down, or falling from heaven, listen to Wednesday's, Wednesday's study on 10-4. Uh, wow, that's a big number. No, it's supposed to be uh, 2023, not 2203. That's a long ways. Up. Yeah, anyways, you got the point. 
Good news, church. Good news. Satan is defeated. He is thrown down to earth. He is defeated. He no longer has the right to accuse us in heaven. We have victory in Jesus. In Jesus' death, in Jesus' resurrection, victory in his work. Revelation 12, 10 says, And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto Christ has come and defeated Satan. He no longer holds the right to accuse us. Jesus died and is risen, and there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are free from sin. We are free from condemnation. And it is Christ who justifies. Satan no longer accuses the people of God day and night in heaven. For God is for us, and it is God who justifies. Instead of Satan accusing, it is Jesus who represents us. It is Jesus who intercedes for us before the court of heaven, justified and holy. This is the confidence that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to receive mercy and grace to help in our time of need. We have victory in Jesus, in life and in death. Let us bear witness to Jesus' work in our lives. Bear witness to him changing us. Bear witness to him saving us. We have victory, church, in Jesus. He's our Savior forever. And he sought each one of you. And he's bought each one of you with his precious blood shed on the cross. And he wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. Revelation 12, 12 says, For rejoice, O heavens, who dwell in them. Rejoice, O heavens, and dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Woe to the earth and sea. Woe to the unbeliever. Woe to the one who does not confess Jesus as Lord. For Satan and his fallen angels are here and on earth causing great havoc in their wrath. So please, please find salvation and victory in Jesus. Confess Jesus as Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Don't be instruments or subjects of his wrath. Church, we have victory in Jesus. 
our victory is not in ourselves, it's not in what we do, but it is in Jesus and in believing in the work that he's done, believing in the cross and in the resurrection. Revelation 12, 13 through 16 says, and When the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness to a place where she is to be nourished for a time and times and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. The Old Testament reference for this is God saving Israel out of Egypt on eagles' wings. Eagles' wings. The preterist has a very little time break here in the, in the narrative. Since they have the Jerusalem church fleeing Jerusalem in 66 AD to be cared for by the Gentile church at Pella in the Decapolis. The idealists are not concerned with the timing and see this as God taking care of the church in times of persecution. He takes care of his own in times of persecution. And in good times too, God always takes care of his own. The futurist sees this happening to Israel in the future, specifically the last half of Daniel's 70th week, and it speaks of God's faithfulness to Israel. This, then, speaks to his faithfulness to us. For if he was faithful to Israel, he will be faithful to us. God does take care of his own in persecution. God takes care of his own 24-7, every day of the week. We have victory in Jesus, church. Victory in Jesus through his care. Victory in Jesus through his death. Victory in Jesus through his resurrection. He has us covered, for he intercedes for us day and night. Last verse. Revelation 12, 17 says, Then the dragon became furious. With the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those he keep the commandments of God and hold the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand and the sea. He, he's walking in the whole earth to destroy, to, to tr cause trouble for the church. Church, we are at war. May we stand in the victory of Jesus. We stand by living in the armor that he has given us. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. 
Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and the shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith that with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayers and supplications to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Church, let's stand in the victory of Jesus. Stand in the armor that he's given us, the armor of his work that has accomplished our salvation for our good in eternity and his glory forever. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that in Jesus we are victorious. We thank you that in you, by your blood, by your walk, we overcome. And Lord, we pray that you would empower us and enable us to be good testimonies to our, our friends, to our parents, to our colleagues, to our workplace, who declaring that God loves them, declaring that God has paid the price for their sin, and he has made a way to have a relationship with them. Lord, I pray that we would bear witness to your work in our lives, and we would give you honor, and we'd give you glory in each place that we go out from here tonight. May we speak of you and bear witness to your name. We ask this in Jesus' name, for victory is in you, and all God's people said, amen.